and um, I will open the floor for any questions. Are there any questions? Yes, Rohini Nandan. Uh, Rumaraj, uh, what is the meaning of Pushpa Samadhi in Sadaka's life? What is the meaning of a Pushpa Samadhi in a Sadaka's life? How can we relate to it? And, uh, and that was like more also a technical question. What does it mean Pushpa in Pushpa Samadhi? And mm-hmm. you also mentioned about like having original items from original Pushpa Samadhi that you can kind of create like satellite, mm-hmm. like extension like here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the term samadhi is is, is very much a, a, a yogic term, of course, and um, it uh, in that context, uh, samadhi, it means like samadhi. Adhi means your intelligence. Sama means equal. So it's kind of to have a the, the, the kind of equibalance, if you will, that. Um, that uh, yogic life strives for. We have many ups and downs, if you will, um, due to our absorption in the world. The images of the world, they come on what we call the chitta, or cheta. It's a word that escapes English translation, sometimes rendered as mind or heart. Hmm. Mahaprabhu referred to it as the mirror. Hmm of the mind, cheto darpan, darpana means mirror, marjana means to clean, to cleanse the mirror of the, of the citta, where images and impressions of the world are stored, which we then act under the influence of, um, kind of robotically, thinking that we are making the choices, which are in fact uh, choices that have been made a long time ago and are being reinforced by the impressions. Hmm? So, in yoga school, then, uh, tradition, the idea is to chitta vritti niroda, to, to cleanse the, the chitta of the vrittis, all these impressions, samskars, vasanas, and so forth, that are driving our present movement in the world, <clears throat> which is problematic. Hmm? Accruing, as it does, reactions and... and uh, fostering bondage. So, at the same time, um, this is the ideal of, for example, when you speak of yoga, Marg, you speak of Astanga Yoga, the Eightfold System of Mystic Yoga, outlined by, 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 by Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras. It's also addressed in the sixth chapter of the Gita, Dhyana Yoga. There, Astanga Yoga is, is explained. And there's the admixture of, 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 of bhakti that's um, also discussed and advocated. Ultimately, the sixth chapter retires with the idea that above yoga is, is bhakti itself. Hmm? And uh, then it goes into the middle sixth chapter, the theology, and, and ananya bhakti, hmm? analoid bhakti is advocated. This is what Gita is really about. But at any rate, yoga, samadhi is a, is a yogic term, and it appears several times in the Gita. Um, and we take it in a, in a general sense to, to come to this kind of equibalance, which, which kind of means to see how everything works. It's okay. I don't have to change anything. I've changed myself enough. That my angle of vision is different now, and I see there aren't problems. Hmm. So, 
<clears throat> so we, anyway, in r- relative to your question, we also use the term with regard to the passing of an acharya, a saint, in our tradition. We say that he entered into samadhi. It's a broad idea. I mean, we don't usually use the term um, as readily because it's more of a yogic term from a yoga discipline. We more say he entered the nitya-lila. She entered the nitya-lila. Nitya-lila means the eternal lila that's not manifest here and unmanifest before human eyes, but uh, is eternally unmanifest and has some slight differences um, than the manifest Leela. But going there, entering there, in a sense, is the ideal. So we say, we say he or she entered the Nitya Leela, eternal pastimes of Krishna. Um, it would be, of course, a type of samadhi that's very... Um, rather different than it's thought of in, in yoga tradition or in, in the Gyanmarg. There, they want nirvikalpa samadhi, nirvikalpa, without any differentiation, just quietude. Our idea is savikalpa, and it's a different, see, they will have nirvikalpa means that you you fix your mind, this is a yoga, you fix your mind on one thing hmm, until you not, don't think of anything else, then let go of that thing. And from savikalp, samadhi, of meditating on only one thing, you go to nirvikalpa, samadhi, and disappear forever hmm, into eternal slumber, something like that. That's how we would look at it. Hmm, right? Because if there's no differentiation, if there's no variety, if there's no environment, there are no choices to make, there's no personhood that can be possible. Our personhood is dependent upon an environment and the opportunity to make choices which we're made up of. I like this. Well, I like that. This is what the differences in personalities are. Somebody wrote to me the other day and said, somebody so-and-so has said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is more than Radha Bhava and her duty. This is a taking from an important verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita, originally penned by Sarupadamana. Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Sarupam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is the is the is, is the is the bhava, hmm? Radha Bhava, and the complexion, hmm? if you will, the effulgence, the, uh, the, the the color it means the golden color. Of, he's, he's 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 Krishna. He's become taken the mood of Radha and the color of Radha. And so this fellow wrote, said, well, I've heard that um, from someone else that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was more, he's not just the bhava of Radha and the duty of Radha. I said, and he asked me what was my opinion, and I said, what more is there? <laughs> What's left? <laughs> uh, he said, well, what about his pers- her personality? I said, <laughs> That is, your personality is your bhava, your feelings, your desires. And of course, he's beautifully described by Raghunathas Goswami, who Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami follows in his description of the tattva of Radha when he's addressing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in conversation with uh, Ramananda, where Ramananda cites uh, 
of Krishna's you know, through his pen, Ramana is speaking, and he's reciting really the verses of Raghunathas Goswami, describing every characteristic of uh, of Radha, her complexion, her 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 ornaments, her dress, her uh, moods, and so forth. All they all are constituted of bhav. She is Mahabhav Swarupini, the very Swarup. It's a feminine Swarupini of Ma- the very form and nature of Mahabhav. So not much left over. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes, becomes fully Radha. Hmm. Uh, he's successful. Krishna is successful in his pursuit to experience the bhav of, of Radha. So, uh, without, anyway, without variety, without an environment, there's no question of personality, choices, differences. So the samadhi is just enter into and Eternal quietude, something like that. In yoga, it may, there is a it is a dualistic school rather than a than a non-dualistic school like like uh, for example Advaita Vedanta. So there is there is eternal vision, you could say, like a beatific vision. Use a Catholic term of the Godhead in Shantaras. No concern with the pastimes or the qualities of, of the Godhead. Um, some minor personhood, a meditator. So not much of a person. Oh, he meditates all the time, something like that. So there are people in Vaikuntha that just meditate all the time. Hmm. It's an interesting, broad place of possibilities. At any rate, our interest, of course, is very different. The higher we go on the theistic ladder of spiritual possibility and so forth, we find the more movement there is, because the more that this bhakti, which is the sarup shakti, is manifest, the more Bhagavan becomes animated. In Brahman, there's no movement, and the sarup shakti is not operative. In Vaikuntha, it's more operative. But in Golok, Krishna never even sleeps. He's got to be awake even to meet with the gopis at night, and so, so forth. So, uh, very animated there. The dancing god that Nietzsche said, God should be if he's if there's a dancer if there's a God he should be a dancer. This is Krishna. So, uh, so savikalpa. We, we, it's playing on the yoga terms. They would see savikalpa as a penultimate state, the state before finality, where you enter to nirvikalpa. Hmm. We we say that the sav, we would say savikalpa. That's the ultimate state where there's samadhi and there's movement and there's variety. Hmm? So we call it anyway, Nityalila Pravishta, entered into the Nityalila. Hmm? But with regard to your question, and the pa- it's relative to the passing of the Acharya, while we say enter the Nityalila, we, we make what is referred to as a samadhi uh, through ritual and so forth, a kind of a veritably a tomb, hmm? if you will, that the holy body of the Acharya that has been fully used in Krishna's service. What makes our bodies material, our bodies are made up of senses. I was saying the other day, it's made up of holes. There's holes in it. And we're trying to always fill it up. We're trying to put something in the holes. We don't, we don't stop to think that we really, there's something, there's holes, I mean there's something inside, everything's going inside. But, what, but we're, we're only interested in the holes, not what's inside, so it's a problem. There's a way in which we can I mean, the body is full of holes for the tactile sense, the body, and, and there are pores 
I'm saying. And then, of course, there's nostrils and there's ears and there's a mouth. And, and so, <laughs> so anyway, we're constantly getting, trying to fill up the holes. They never become filled up. But if we can learn to put into the holes that which will make whole and nourish that which is inside, the self, that will be a wise use hmm, of, uh, of those holes, so to speak. This is what we then refer to as the sadhakadeya, as our body, and our, which is made up of senses, holes, if you will, apertures for going out and getting mixed up into the world and conflating oneself with matter when you're not, or drawing through the senses hmm, that which is spiritual, like on the tongue, tasting prasadam, like hearing the kirtan with the eyes, seeing the beautiful murti of, of, of Bhagwan, hmm, and so forth. When we do that, then not only the self becomes nourished and, and awakened to its full potential to be a spiritual person and participate in leela, but the sadhaka day of the physical body, physical body, the visible physical body becomes spiritualized. Prabhupada used to like to give an example of a gold and a gold box. What's the difference between gold and a golden box? Well, gold is solid gold, but golden box might be a plated gold. Hmm? So he likened the sadhaka day to a gold plated box. So it functions like gold. You look at it and say, oh, it's gold. It looks like gold. It functions like gold, but um, it does perish, although it doesn't really perish in another sense. And that's why we take the body of the Acharya after passing and put it into what we call samadhi, which is a ritual um, exercise that um, acknowledges the spirituality of that form. Whereas ordinarily the body in Hinduism is cremated, hmm? so we put we put it into the samadhi, hmm? and certain mantras are written on the body and so forth. As I say, it's it's a it's a, a ritual, and um, that is turned then into a holy place where that very person and the form of that person is honored in the way in which they appeared and moved amongst us. So, for example, we may take the picture, we make a samadhi of our guru, and then we take the picture of the guru, it's typical, or they may make a murti, a deity, a statue of the, of the, of the, of the, of the guru, and there, along with the samadhi, and that form is eternally remembered. Now we have, in a modern world, the, the photographic you know, possibilities, digital now as well, so there's the, the form of Prabhupada. Here's the form of uh, Bhaktisiddhanta. There's the, a, 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 a drawing, really, of probably of Gorkishore Das Babaji and of Bhakti Vinod. Hmm? Um, to replicate that way, visual, for visual purposes, the form is more readily possible today's world than it was centuries past, but they placed the form into the samadhi and it became a holy place. And, the, and that form, there's two forms. There's the perfected sadhakadeha. Hmm? It, it has an eternal place somehow. It's kind of a meeting between the temporal and the eternal. Hmm? 
where it may have an appearance of temporal, but interacting with it fosters the eternal only. So those who have that interaction interact appropriately, for example, with the guru. They experience eternality and more. And so they relate to that form accordingly because it has promoted that within it's fostered that within them. And so then they honor that. Hmm? And so we're talking about another dimension here, hmm? if you will. The subjective, internal, meditative di- dimension of the sadhaka, hmm? of the disciples, on the guru that preserves, if you will, that form in eternity. And so they're the samadhi, it's a sacred place. Now, what you're asking about is a pushpa samadhi. Pushpa means flowers. So one of the things involved in the ritual, of course, is you garland the body of the acharya placed in the samadhi, and then their flower petals are offered. And so, forth. so if you take some flowers, petals, from the ritual, hmm, then you can, through another ritual, in another place, create what's called a pushpa samadhi, which is, like I said, like a satellite of the original samadhi. Hmm? And there's also a smarnam samadhi, where you take an article, for example, that the guru used, like, say, his japa beads, and you make a samadhi through a ritual, and that becomes a sacred place. And you go, and you remember that um, saint, and, and largely in terms of their appearance, in the world, in a practitioner's form, to teach us, by example, how to practice. And, of course, it's possible for such persons to, to reciprocate. Hmm? And this is how the reciprocation generally comes, through the sadhaka, appearance of the sadhakadeya. Hmm? He has a swarupa, a siddhadeya, in Krishna Leela and Gaur Leela. But your, the Pushpa Samadhi, the, or the Samadhi, the Smaran Samadhi, is a meditation really on the Sadaka Deha, the perfected Sadaka Deha of the Acharya. It kind of keeps him in the world, hmm, even when he's gone to the other world. Hmm. And if there's any possibility of him communicating with us and blessing us, it comes to that form, not in his gopi form. This is how, this is how it's experienced. Hmm. And Rupa Goswami appeared and that people have sometimes experience. Sometimes, Prabhupada, I think, might have spoke like that. Or Rupa Goswami told me. Bhaktivinoda writes in, in, in an example of Bhagavad Archana, Ar, Bhagavad Arka Marichini Mala. His book, A Thousand Rays of the Bhagavatam, he took a thousand verses from the Bhagavatam, which is made up of about, about, about 18,000 verses. He took a thousand of them and he classified them, categorized them. These verses pertain to Sambandha, these to Abhideya, these to Prayojana. Sambandha means what's what, who's who, how are things connected, what's the relationship between the jiva and the world, the world and the jiva, the world and God, God and jiva, what's my relationship with Krishna. The conceptual orientation that fosters, like any conceptual orientation, does a certain kind of action. The action that comes out of this is bhakti, that's the means, Abhideya. And there's a fruit of bhakti, the prayojan, the goal. So. He took a thousand verses and he, and he said, this one pertains, he's talking about Samanda, this is categorized under Abhideya, this is categorized under Prayojan, that's a book, Bhagavad Arka Marichini Mala. Hmm? And he says at the end of the book, Swarup Damodar Goswami appeared to me and told me to write this book. 
So this is an appearance of Swarup Damodar Goswami in the perfected Sadaka Deha. So it's an example of how these Sadaka Dehas, while passing for all intents and purposes, still remain in, in, in an enduring way and kind of they, they have the potential to, 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 to guide us. Generally, we, we, you know, we, we, we say Niti Lita Pravishta, so he's entered the Leela, so it's time for us now to either do, pick up where the Acharya left off and rise to the occasion, ourself, teach, embody the teachings, and so on and so forth. Hmm. Um, and generally, we don't think that uh, that like Prabhupada's up on a cloud watching over his countenance. Surely we don't think that at all. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be turning over in his samadhi, so to speak. So, uh, in our opinion, humble opinion. But in some sense, as I'm saying, it's possible for a powerful sadhaka with sincere petitioning to, to get some reciprocation from the guru in the sadhaka deha. So it behooves us, therefore, to uh, make a samadhi, obviously that's that's appropriate with the passing of the guru, and to make the satellite pushpa samadhi or smaran samadhi. So smaran means there's an item, oh, I explained that, you take an item of japa beads and you can make a samadhi out of that. Then you go there and it's a place to meditate and uh, think about that saint. And you know we can do that with with Jiva Goswami Samadhi, with Rupa Goswami Samadhi. Um, these are great places of pilgrimage in Vrindavan, for example. And eventually they will appear in other parts of the world as well as Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, takes uh, hold as uh, it's doing in places like this outside of India. Hmm. And so it behooves us to, to, to create such um, places of remembrance and worship hmm? of the uh, Acharya, and, uh, um, and it helps us to uh, remember their example and uh, draw inspiration. And so it's a very, uh, very nice. And I had a mind to do that, of course, and make it Pushpa Samadhi for Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj combined. I have some flowers that I've kept all these years from Prabhupada Samadhi. I don't have from Sridhar Maharaj, but I can have some smarnam item, so make it combined like this. And this would be the first in the world of such, of, of a uh, satellite samadhi of, and, of or any type of Sridhar Marshan and Pujapad Sridhar Marshan and our Prabhupada combined, which is the influence under which we um, are teaching in the world, that combined influence is what has me here and has you here uh, listening to me. So we should celebrate that. Hmm? Originally I had a mind to do that at Audaria in California, but uh, since then we've developed other projects, and this one I think seems more suitable for it. We can get more pilgrimage here. It's harder to, for people to cross over the Rocky Mountains, it seems, and get all the way to California. <laughs> Um, so, that's my idea, that up on, now it's called Samadhi Ridge. That's why we've decided to um, erect what will be an interim temple for Radha Madhava, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? 
This is the, our next phase of construction and development after the barn and the dairy is fully established at Saragrahi itself, which we're, we're getting there, as you all know. Then we want to build monastic quarters. Hmm? Everyone who's living here, for example, could live there on the land, the monks, and an interim temple, which would be a kitchen and a temple combined and so forth. And when the main temple is built, then the deities will move to the main temple, and the interim temple will become the Pushpa Samadhi, where we'll install the items of Prabhupada. So it will be built with the Samadhi in mind hmm? to function as a Samadhi, but it will function as a, as, a, as a temple for an interim period. You know, we had an interim temple at Audarya, which is my office. My bedroom was upstairs. It's kind of odd, but we packed a lot of people into there, in that little room. Many is 50, 40 people, I think, in that. It's a very small room if you go there. We had festivals there. We were, we were busting at the seams, so mm-hmm. finally we built the temple. So that's the plan here. That's the idea of the Pushpa Samadhi, as you said, kind of a satellite of uh, the original Samadhi. Does that help? Yes. What else? Another question? Yes. Um, during lunch one time, we were talking about the relationship of free will and love. Could you speak about that? Some were saying that there is no free will, and some were saying that there wasn't without it, there wouldn't be love. Well, there's definitely free will, but um, otherwise we would be inert, like matter. Hmm? It's definitely free will, but the but you might better. That's a very Western term, of course. You might better say there is will, hmm? and then there is free will, and that Krishna's will is fully free. Hmm? Satya Sankalp, whatever he wants happens. Hmm? Whatever we want doesn't happen unless he sanctions it. So the great Baladev Vijayabhusan has given an example. If you sow seeds in the field, hmm? that is the action of will, for example, on the part of the jiva. But there will be no fruits or flowers or vegetables growing unless God provides rain. Hmm? So we may will, but whether Krishna sanctions the will determines whether or not it's going to happen. So we have will within the context of the the, uh, the will of God. It said nothing moves without the will of God. So that makes it, well, then we don't do anything. God does everything. No, we do. So we have what would be called in contemporary philosophy a compatibilist position that we take. Compatible, that free will and the omniscience and omnipotence of God are compatible. Hmm? That that determinism and free will and will are compatible in some way. Things are determined and still there's will. Hmm? And so this is kind of a simple way. It's explained in, in the sutras, commentary on the sutras of, of uh, Vyas, Baladev's commentary. It's called Govinda Basha. Again, if you throw seeds, you, you're expressing your will. Prabhupada said, man proposes, God disposes. Hmm? So Krishna, people say, well, if God wanted me to love him, I guess I would. 
Hmm. We were when we were building the the bathhouse at Audaria. Hmm. We were living in in uh, yurts at that time. The whole winter we had no bathhouse, and uh, the, the the kitchen the the, the the temple was was a yurt with with a kitchen in it. You know, it was real small. It was a twelve by twelve building. We were living in the forest and in the yurts, bathing with you know buckets um, outside and so forth. So we finally we were building the bathhouse and we were going to have a festival. Invite people up, you know. Anyway, the guy that was doing the building for us, I kept telling him, you know, we got it. I told you we got a festival's coming up here, you know, in a month. Yeah, no, we'll have it done, no problem, we'll have it. So it's going on, I'm looking at it, it doesn't look like it's going to be done, it doesn't look like it's going to be done. And finally, it's like a week, you know, and I'm realizing this isn't happening. I said, what's happening? You know, we had an agreement, you're supposed to get this done. He said, well, you're spiritual. I said, yeah. He says, so, you know, I figure, you know, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> and as I've told others, I felt like saying, well, we'll think about your paycheck in the same way. If it's supposed to happen, I guess it will happen. If, if you didn't get paid, I guess it was <laughs> we're supposed to. Jai universe, you know. <laughs> anyway, it didn't get finished, but we had the festival anyway, so. Um, but the... So people would say, well, if God wanted me to serve, serve him, if God wanted we used to sell books for Prabhupada. So, so, so some people would say to me, well, if, if, if God wants me to take the book, I guess I will. I said, well, I'm here to tell you that he does, <laughs> matter of fact. But he wants you to want it. So God wants you to want to love him. That's kind of the way of putting the two together. Hmm? So he wants you to, you're not an automaton, you have will, and he creates an environment that's inviting and so forth, and you have to exercise your will in relation to God. Now, the more we identify with matter, the more it will appear, and the more the reality is that we are not functioning according to will, but rather just, as the Gita says, prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvasa ahankara vimudatma the jiva thinks itself doing things which are actually performed by material nature, by the modes of nature. Hmm? It thinks I'm doing, but actually it's just the modes of nature. To give it a contemporary twist, I've said, uh, we, we, uh, we, uh, we think we are doing things that are actually only done by the brain. Now they find that so many things are done by the brain in terms of its being a machine. Hmm? that we think, identify ourselves as having done. Hmm. Uh, but somewhere in the background is the animating principle of the jiva. Hmm. That we, we, we think that we're doing things that are actually done by the brain, but that doesn't mean that we are a brain. We're still independent of the brain. And we are a unit of, of will. Hmm. Choice. Hmm. What choices we're presented with well, that might limit our will, right? So there's another way in which our will is there, but it's not entirely free. Like Bhagwan, whatever you want happens. Hmm? You can only choose within the choices that are offered to you. Hmm? And the only ones that will come true are the ones that he sanctions, something like that. So, um, but people will say that 
because, and I've mentioned it earlier in this very discussion that as we act in a certain way, we develop a tendency to act in that way. Hmm? So we get impressions, some scars, and they're stored up in the chitta, and when the opportunity comes to make a choice between this or that, we just choose the thing that we're predisposed towards choosing because we developed a habit. Hmm? So will seems to get lost in this karmic uh, cycle of action and reaction, that we acted in a certain way, and and that fostered the same kind of action, and 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 so now we're just we're born in a situation. We've got some scars from the past. We're functioning according to them, hmm? and you're trapped. That's why you need something very powerful to change this course. That's what we call divine intervention. That's why it said a little bit of sadhusanga is so powerful. Just it said it, lava mantra, split second of sadhusanga can change this course because what happens is once you've turned yourself over, so to speak, by way of identification through a hunkar, through false ego with matter, hmm, you're just kind of moving as matter moves. Hmm? Where are you in all of that? So the more we identify with material nature, the less our, our, our self, which is a unit of will, is manifest. Hmm? Now, the influence of the sarup shakti, which bhakti is constituted, is just the opposite. Hmm? The more we, and this is our choices, we're tatasta. You understand the term tatasta means? Tatasta means beach. It means shore, hmm? literally. Tata means the shore. So the idea is here's the, here's the water, here's the land. Here's the line between the two. Put your finger on it. Can you do it? Put your finger on it. It's either going to get wet or it's going to be dry. Right? That's what we're like. What we are, hmm, as a manifest being, person, which we have the potential of, is dependent upon our association. If we associate with matter, then certain kind of personality and so forth is going to manifest. If we associate with bhakti, then it's an entirely different experience and environment, right? Hmm? So when we, again, are absorbed in material nature, we become like material nature, which has no will. It's inanimate. Hmm? It doesn't have any movements. It It has movements. It has inertia. It has, what are all those things? Entropy or... Uh, Hmm? That's, but of course, this all turned on by consciousness. This is depicted as the glancing of Vishnu causes the, the, the equibalanced state of the modes of nature to go out of balance, and so the world starts, to, there's movement and matter. Hmm? So it has its movements, it's causal in some respects, but it, behind it, it needs the generating force of consciousness. But the spark of consciousness identified with matter can lose sight of itself, so to speak, and just be moving. And this is what's going on in the world. People are moving like automatons with no sense of the self. We have a theoretical understanding. We try to foster experience or our practice of bhakti, that there's a difference between myself and matter. And the more we move in that direction, come under the influence of bhakti, 
the more our will <coughs> comes out. Hmm? We have freedom, and freedom to, uh, to, to, to love. We say that, people say, well, you need love, you, know, you need to be free in order to love. Hmm? There's some truth to that. Um, but the other side, of course, is that Krishna comes and creates, through his devotees, Agatha Sukriti, unknowingly people get involved in bhakti. Hmm? They hear the kirtan, they didn't choose, they hear, so the generosity of bhakti. Hmm? They get influenced by it, and it, it's purifying whether they know it or not, and the next thing you know, they have a samskar for bhakti, and they're interested in the next life, and asking questions, and so on and so forth. And so, um, it doesn't entirely hold up in one sense, that, well, you have to have free will, to love it, to make a choice, Krishna makes a choice through Bhakti Devi. We are touched by Bhakti Devi. Of course, then we have to choose within the context of that to pursue and and so forth. And uh, to the extent that we do, then then we 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 um, enter into a loving relationship with with Bhagwan. But uh, yeah, we have we're a unit of freedom in a sense. We're a unit of will. Um, but it's not like Krishna's will, that it's fully independent. And as I say, um, the more we come under the influence of bhakti, the sarup shakti, the more that we are a unit of will becomes manifest. So I've given an example in the Leela, there are all kinds of desires, they're all pleasing to Krishna. Hmm? Each one is, each person is a unique person hmm? in that environment, by the, by the influence of that environment. And all of their movement choices are aspects of bhakti rasa, anubhavs, so sattvika bhavs, so forth. Hmm. Even the, it's the sattvika bhav, you see these things, and it's all a serving ego. Someone translated a song, a very high song of Narottam, Goranga bolite hove pulaka sharir, hari hari bolite nayane bhavanir, into English. Hmm. And, and, and then, Sang it with like symphony music to be, to be contemporary, hmm? and I heard it, and it was it was a very you know very much was if you were lost in the translation, and an example of that was this the song says Gorongo bolite habe pulakashari hari hari bolite naayane bhavani. When will that time come? When by chanting Goranga, hmm? I will undergo the astasatvika vikar, the transformations of the body that are involuntary. Tears, hair standing on end, bodily color changing, passing out uh, in, a, in a swoon, and so forth. Narottam is singing this. Narottam is thinking of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Gambira. Gambira means deep. Hmm? It's the room that he stayed in, the small stone room, in the Antilila, the end of his Lila, where he became mad and exhibited a all of these symptoms, millions of times magnified, sudipta, in this stage, and all sattvika bhavs at once, and others besides the eight. Hmm? The Rupa Goswami says, I'm not even writing about those, they're too rare. They appeared in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So, Narutam is praying, when will I enter into the mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Gambira, where he's perfecting his effort to taste the love of Radha for Krishna. Hmm? 
and, and my body will be decorated by all of these symptoms. Hmm? So the person rendered it uh, something like, when will I in, in enjoy eternally? Hmm? Now it's ecstasy, hmm? and it certainly is blissful, but this is so much, so bad of a rendering. You see, there's feeling that Narottam is giving here, and he's got a total serving ego. Hmm? When will those ecstasies, these are elements, ingredients of rasa, come in place? Hmm? That I will be, the real implication that I will be able to please, Gauranga here means Radha and Krishna, hmm? because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Radha and Krishna combined, in such a way hmm, that they will, they will call me and say, you know, render this service, something like that. It's a whole, it's, just, it's not about enjoy. He's not saying, I want to enjoy eternally. Um, when will that day come that I can enjoy, enjoy eternally? In fact, the gopis love that he's praying for, hmm, who are left out of the translation, which is Rupa Raghunatha Pade. Hmm. He goes through a progression. When will I enter into the uh, mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Gambira and all these ecstatic symptoms will manifest in my body? Well, there. First, I'll have to get the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu. All my enjoying spirit will be taken away. Sangsara vasana. All my desires that make the world of sangsara go round and round and keep me in it, that'll go away. Then, hmm, I'll be able to enter into Vrindavan hmm, with a purified heart. Hmm. And there, when I get the shelter of Rup and Raghunath, hmm, and there, uh, handmaiden forms as handmaidens of Radha. Hmm? He's showing, then it, that's how it will be possible. Hmm? They're left out of the translation, Rupa and Raghunath altogether. But in my estimation, worse than that is, when will I enjoy eternally? I mean, that's not what he's saying at all. Ecstasy is enjoyable, but the gopi's ecstasy is characterized by, uh, as, as something that they don't, a, a desire unto itself for pleasure, but because it gives pleasure to Krishna, hmm, or these sattvic abhavs manifest in the context of service, or they manifest in such a way that they get in the way of the service and they're cursed. The classic example of that is Daruka, the one in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he's fanning Krishna, and the tears are pouring out of his eyes, he can't see him, he says, he's cursing the ecstasy because he can't do his service. Hmm? So he's not preoccupied with wanting to enjoy eternally, although it is eternally enjoyable. Hmm? He's preoccupied with serving. An example of a sattvika bhav manifesting in service hmm? is, well, there was, an, I'll give you an instance. Krishna and Radha are in a, in a, in a, in a rendezvous and in its broad daylight and it just so happens that, uh-oh, here comes, out of the blue, Abhimanyu, the so-called husband of Radha. So it's a huge problem. There they are, right in broad daylight, and here comes Abhimanyu. Hmm? This is from Leela. Hmm? So Radharani, like, the gig's up, we're like caught, you know. Here it is, it's a, it's a, we're, it's, we're done. And in ecstasy, her body changed Colors, one of the Asta Sattvika, hmm, uh, 
car transformations. Her complexion is golden. She turned a different color. So Abhimanyu looked at her and didn't recognize her and kept on walking. Hmm? You understand? So the sattvika, because the astasattvika bhav is manifesting in the context of serving. Hmm? It's a, so he's really praying to enter into the kind of serving spirit hmm, that it, it constitutes a world of ecstasy. And to, to render it, when will I enjoy you know, eternally? It's just like, you've got to plug your ears to that. Hmm? We're praying to serve. The fact that it's enjoyable um, in the sadhaka day, sometimes it's not. Hmm? Because we're still attached to our body and sometimes it's not um, favorable for our bhakti to do things that would please our body, like sleep late, hmm? when the Lord is awakening. Hmm? So, it's not about uh, an enjoying spirit, but a serving spirit. And it gets so extreme, as I say, in Braja Bhakti, that the gopis are given as an example that they only enjoy ecstasy because they know it pleases Krishna for us to enjoy this, so we do that. Hmm? I remember many, many, many years ago in, in Los Angeles in New Dorka, very putting on my tea lock and thinking, I should put this on, I can't put it on straight yet, but I thought I really should be put it on straight and putting on this tea lock and and I was thinking, this is the gopis, they dress, they decorate themselves very nicely, they look very vain hmm, by appearance, but all with a mind just to please Krishna. Hmm? So we should also dress ourselves nicely as sadhakas, hmm? that wear their tilak, that Krishna will recognize us during the Arctic. Oh, he's got my mark on his forehead, and something like that. Dressed like a devotee, and he has power. I was talking about dressing like a devotee. Putana, dressed like a devotee. You know who Putana is, right? Putana is a witch who tried to kill Krishna in his infancy, but she dressed like a devotee. Hmm? So because he dressed, she dressed like a devotee, she got liberation from Krishna. <laughs> oh, something wrong with this devotee, but still looks like a devotee. <laughs> this is uh, Krishna in Braj. He's extreme. Hmm? extreme in his uh, attachment to devotion. That, as I say, even someone just dresses like that, they're going to get grace. So anyway, it's, uh, it's all about a, uh, a uh, serving disposition. Mm. So to make a choice for serving. So yeah, does that help? Yeah. Yes? Uh, Vishwanath, in his commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, mentions in one uh, one place that Yoga Maya, of course, is always facilitating Krishna's pastimes, but there are times when Yoga Maya and the facilitation offered for those pastimes is overcome by the power of praying. That even the Yoga Maya is has to rescind in the in the when praying becomes most prominent. Does he give an example? Uh, I'll bring it tomorrow. Yeah, I have to look at that. Yeah. Mm, what he's saying. Like, yeah. I think one place he mentions is uh, um, Mother Yasoda seeing herself in Krishna's mouth. And then it's like, we're just, I don't want to see that go away. 
Ah, uh, so it's the an love it's an empowered the 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 facility of, of displaying the pastime. But it sounds like you speaking of a pastime of where there's some Aishvarya hmm, manifest. And in some sense that he's extraordinary, that he's he's, he's not just my son, he's God. I because I believe I'm just starting the uh the tenth canto again and Krishna's adventing. And I will look up the exact reference, but it could have been in relationship to Devaki and giving birth and the Aswarya, yes. Yeah. So what happens in that instance in outside of Vrindavan, hmm, we have, for example, the mothers of Krishna in the forms of Vasudeva and Devaki. But their Aish, their love their Vatsalya Bhav is different than the Vatsalya Bhav, the parental love of Nanda and Yashoda in the Braj. And the one of the, this is one of the, the differences. We see it in the Gita also with regard to Arjuna's Sakyarasa, Sakyabhav. Sakyabhav, Madhurya Bhav, all these Bhavs are different outside of Vrindavan from in Vrindavan. They are not as full of a manifestation of prem, they are not prema madhurya, but they are prema with a mixture of aishvarya. That means that the prem, when Vasudeva and Devaki saw Krishna after being born, manifested four arms, hmm, then they offered all kinds of prayers to him, hmm, bowed down to him, and so forth. So their parental love <coughs> receded somewhat to the background, and aishvarya. Prem took over. What's the example in the Gita? Does anybody know? The, the showing of the, uh, the cosmic form. What chapter? Chapter 11. Right. In chapter 11, Arjuna said, you know, show me the various ways in which you're, you know, manifest in the world. He says, okay. And he showed the, the universe inside himself. Then Arjuna's friendship with him receded to the background. He started offering prayers. He said, oh my God, I'll Oh my God, you're God, and I used to call you by these different names and sit on the same bed with you, and I must have offended you because look who you are. And, I, and then Krishna, of course, reverts back to a forearm form and a two-arm form, and Arjuna's happier and can have his friendly relationship. So that preem outside of Vrindavan hmm, is subject to receding to the background in the face of extraordinary manifestation of Aishvarya or majesty or godhood on the part of Krishna. But in the Braj that won't happen. The classic example, there are many of them, but one of them is what could be a more extraordinary manifestation of Aishvarya than Krishna lifting the Govardhan hill with his left hand and his little finger? Hmm? He's right-handed, so hmm. to emphasize the point, right? Hmm? And so you'd think, well, all of the people in Vrindavan would just be, oh my God, Krishna's God, he's lifting the hill and paying obeisances. That's not what they're doing. The other guys are powers are holding their sticks up and saying, you need some help. <laughs> hmm? So although he manifests so much Aishvarya, it doesn't affect their preem hmm? of thinking him as their friend, for example. Hmm? Hmm. So the preem overrides. This is the speciality of of Vrindavan, and this is the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give us the opportunity to experience. Hmm. 
And that condition, ultimately, of it conquers Krishna. It makes, ultimately, ultimately Krishna cannot fully manifest his Aishvarya in, in the face of it. He tried in the Sara, in the, in the, in the, um, Vasant Rasalila, springtime Rasalila, to deceive Radha by manifesting four arms. But he couldn't. He couldn't. Her love so much corresponds with him hmm, that he could not manifest four arms in her presence. He manifests four arms before the gopis. They, th- they thought they found him and he manifests four arms. And they said, oh, it's Vishnu. They paid their obeisances. Can you tell us where Krishna went? He said, he went that way. <laughs> so then he tried to do that to Radha, but he couldn't even manifest the four arms. Her love and him, he's the object of her love, correspond. He, and and he's, he's made out of that love, in a sense. So, power of the bridge, Prem. Hmm? This is what Mahaprabhu was given to the world, the Premadhan, the wealth of Prem, of Vrindavan. So this is the Prayojan, the ideal, the goal, this kind of love. What else? What's the time? Eight. Eight, okay. Time to stop. Nice discussion, brief. How was the shopping? You guys were gone for a long time. You must have brought back half the store. Hari Bhakti looks a little tired. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll gather again in the morning then. Sri Sri Gauradha Mahadav Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Vrindaki. Gaur Premi.